Hello friends, this is Chaplain Gary Rayburn, Lonesome Road Ministry, and we're getting ready to have Church on the Road. Hey, we're bringing a church to you right where you're at, in the cab. And we do it in a lot of different ways. We have a radio program, LonesomeRoadRadio.com. We have podcasts. We have CD ministry. We also have a telephone conference line. So log on to LonesomeRoad.org for our podcast and to order some of our CDs. And if you'd like to listen in on our conference line, we get together every Thursday night at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Central Time, 4 p.m. Mountain Time, and 3 p.m. Pacific Time. Just dial this number, 727-731-5062. So buckle up and come right along with us. We're going to have church on the road. friends the road is our life and we got a great testimony from a driver out there that the road is his life and he is serving God every 
day of his life out there on that old lonesome road. His name is Pastor Tom Corny, and he's a great man of God. He has a great ministry called Midnight Crusaders. So hang on, we're going to find out all about Pastor Tom Corny and the Midnight Crusaders. Here's Pastor Tom Corny. Father, I just praise you tonight. And first of all, I pray that everything that I say and do is to the glorification of the name of Jesus Christ. You said in your word that when you are lifted up, that you will draw all men unto you. And God, I want to thank you for that tonight. And I want to thank you tonight, Lord, that there are many that are still praising your holy name, that still believe in this great country that the gospel of Jesus Christ is the greatest message that is on the planet. And I want to thank you right now, God, for what you're going to do here tonight. For it is in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. And to God be all of the glory tonight. And I want to say, Brother Gary, thank you for this opportunity and everyone that is on this line tonight. And I pray that if there would be any that have called this number or hear what is said in this testimony, that you'll give your life to Jesus. For you know, that's what it's all about. And our testimony follows us all the way into heaven. I've said many a time that there are many things in this earth that you and I can testify of and actually leave behind. And I can leave my children behind a life of ease with money or homes or vehicles or whatever it may be. But the most important testimony that I can leave them is what I have in my heart. And that is the blood of Calvary and Jesus Christ that lives within my heart today. For sure, I can know for sure that I can give them the pathway to understand what the meaning of life is. And you know, as Brother Gary, as I spoke to him the other day, I thought about when he said those words of a testimony of how that a lot of times we look at a testimony of what we say. But there are a lot of times we have to realize that our testimony is so much deeper. Our testimony is how we live, how we react. And a lot of times it's how we allow the enemy in our own lives to sway our minds from the will of God. Even in the book of Revelation, the Bible says that, that they overcame him of whom we know of tonight is the enemy of our soul. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. Oh, thank God tonight the blood of the Lamb is still real. Thank God tonight the blood of the Lamb is still sufficient. And then the Bible says that it is also by the word of their testimony and that they even love their lives, not their lives, unto death. See, I can rejoice tonight as I begin to share this with you. And as I can say that I want to thank God, first of all, of where God has allowed me to be in my life. And I'll just speak on that for just a moment, because I believe personally that the testimony we have is written in God's Word. But I begin to think about where God has taken me from a young child. I remember early age that before the Lord himself had called my name, that God already had a plan for me in my life. 
see, uh, all of us have a testimony, and the beauty of it is this, in that I've said this even from a pulpit, that no one will be in heaven running around bragging about what they've done or who they are. Jesus Christ, the King of glory, will all know that he's the only reason that we're there. And the beauty is, is all of us have that, what I would say tonight, of a Damascus Road experience, thinking about Paul when God changed his name from Saul, using him in a mighty way. But I myself can say tonight I remember as a young man that my father, who was a, uh, a rough gentleman in those days in the early 70s, as many were and still are, of how that he would actually be drunk and, and, and beat my mother at many times. I can still remember from a young man the arguing and the fighting from the other rooms. And there were times that me and my own sister can remember of the uh, high-speed chases that he had no value of us, it seemed, as he ran from the law several times, me and my sister in the car. I remember in my own life of seeing him beat someone else with, with a pistol. And I can say these things tonight that are in true life to me of what I remember. But what I do remember that was very poignant and strong was the night that at my grandmother's house in 1975 when the aunt that I have came in being carried by my uncle saying those words that Jaybird has been shot. Now, Jaybird is what they called my father. He, he actually owned a bar in Hay Street in Fayetteville, North Carolina um, in the early 70s, and many that were in that era know it was a rough place to be around Fort Bragg. But my father was shot and killed that night on May 10th, 1975. And the biggest thing I can remember uh, is the shrilling scream that my grandmother gave, knowing that um, her son had been killed, my father. And I would say tonight that it struck me so hard that it was almost like a fatal blow into my spirit and soul. But God had another plan. I could say it tonight, surprise, surprise, surprise. Because I can remember even the funeral when a woman I didn't even know, I was eight years old at that time, uh, put her hand on me and, and said those words that was almost a curse and said unto me, you're just like your father. And in that day, it was almost glorified, if I could say it that way. For his name was Thomas Calvin Corny, and mine, Thomas Calvin Corny, Jr. Now, I'm not telling you tonight that my father did not love me. And I'm not telling you tonight that my father abused or beat me. But what I'm telling you tonight is, is to be careful when someone speaks over your life, when truly God has another plan. But then I found through all of that, out of the years that I live at the age of I would say 15, 16 years old by the time that I had grown just a little bit, that I had already quit the 10th grade two times and uh, actually did go back later on in life and, and get a, a degree, if you would. But the enemy had plans for my life, but God had another plan, if I could say it that way tonight. See, what I thought was a father... God was my Abba Father. 
For I found in my own life that through all the trials and the tribulations of the drug use, like many can testify of, and the alcohol abuse, like many can testify of, that God had put a woman into my life that I married in 1986, and we're still married today with three beautiful children and six grandchildren that God has blessed us with. But what really stuck to me is, as my brother Gary had said something about a testimony, was a testimony that he had given her father. And see, God has a way of moving when you least expect it. And God always has a plan. And at the age of 16, 15 years old, I met James Robinson. And uh, in his own life, the biggest thing about him I remember is, is that he loved Jesus Christ and that he is faithful, was faithful. He's in heaven now. But the beauty of it was is that he always was patient enough with me to realize that him and his family didn't come from the same cloth or the same background, per se, that I did, if I could say it that way tonight. But he believed that the same God that had saved him could save me. And the beauty of that was, is all of the years as me and my wife were married in 1986 at 19 years old, was is that he always had faith that God could move. And God did. And God saw that. And I'll never forget the love that he still had in his heart. I could say this tonight, even when I didn't know Jesus, I still had respect for him and whom that he was. But little did I realize it was the Spirit of God that was in him, as God was slowly chipping away at my heart, as God was slowly taking away, as the Bible says, the heart of stone and giving me a heart of flesh. Oh, praise God today. And then I begin to think about how that, even in my own life, that in that different plan that God had, that uh, God also gave me a wonderful wife, and God used that. I'll never forget in my testimony, as I could say it tonight, that I had been to church in my life, but I never knew Jesus. See, I was one that knew about Jesus, but yet I didn't know him. I had never been born again. And even Jesus, explaining to Nicodemus, said that a man must be born again or he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. Knowing that you and I today realize the depth of when God took that scale off of our eyes and we were born again. Yet I've seen our sins, as we could say it today, but more than that, I saw Jesus. And going back to the time that I'll never forget, my wife had been to church and I was at home and she came home that morning and said, I got saved today. <laughs> Hallelujah. And then in all of that, that afternoon, she got up and went back to church. See, I thought it was a joke. I didn't see the realness of it. Shamefully, I can say today that I didn't take it very seriously. May have even mocked somewhat to a degree. But little did I know that three days later that God would call my name. As God began to deal with me through all of the years of even blessing me and my family, as I was able to provide for my own family, driving a truck still do today. And yet, God still blessed me. And yet, I could say this, God began to deal with me in that tractor. 
and began to show my heart that I needed Jesus, that I needed a change in my life, but not just a change that the world gives. See, the world gives you what I would say today, uh, not a New Year's resolution, but something that don't stick, if I could say it that way tonight. See, God gives you a lifelong resolution when you come to Jesus Christ and you ask him to come into your heart. I love what the Bible says in Romans ten thirteen that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And I myself could say I did not feel worthy. I did not feel as if that I was ready to give up, per se, the life that I was living. But I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. And then God stepped in. And right in the kitchen of my own home, never forget this, ladies and gentlemen, that I had got off that work the, that morning and came through the hall and headed to back to the bedroom, and the Spirit of God spoke to me directly. I'll never forget this in a humbling way and simply said these words, pray. And I'll never forget in my own mind and in my flesh that we battle with a lot of times, all I wanted to do was make it to my bedroom so I could get on my knees. But God didn't let me go that far. I made it about halfway down the kitchen. And there I found myself laying on the floor, all 250 pounds, crying and weeping, asking God to save me, asking God to deliver me. And God did. And if it had not been for him, I wouldn't be here tonight in Colorado on vacation, if you could say it that way, telling you about Jesus. See, it don't matter where I'm at. I don't have to be in church to testify. I can be right in the middle of Walmart. And I'll never forget it. Whenever the Spirit of the Lord hit me, I knew immediately no one was home but me and my dog. And I've also said this from the pulpit of many a time, friend. I believe in my own heart that even my dog knew I got saved. Because I'm telling you right now, when I got up, I was a different man. And yet I could say that I've not always been as faithful as I should be. But God has. I've not always been in the right frame of mind as I should be. But God has. See, God is not changed by our circumstance because God is God. You and I, circumstances can change us. But he in his own word has said, friend, that I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I give God all the glory for that. And little did I know that a few years down the road that God would call me to preach and that God would call me to teach. And oh, what a joy it is to find that calling. The will of God in your life is the greatest thing you can ever find. And in my testimony of all that happened in the past, I came to the realization that I don't have to live in the past. I don't have to let the enemy tell me who I am. As a matter of fact, the Bible didn't tell me to chase devils around. He told me to follow Jesus. And the beauty of all of that is this. I can tear the old rearview mirror off. And what the devil meant for bad, that God has turned to the good. And then God allowed me to preach at the Fayetteville City Rescue Mission for several years. 
seeing the lives of men and women that are broken, that didn't even have hardly a thing in their basket, but they had Jesus, and that was enough. And I would say this today, that there are many that are believers today that have so shortchanged themselves when they have those great Bibles that are very beautiful on the shelf, but yet full of dust, and God is still speaking. And yet I found as I was able to minister through the Holy Spirit to those that were broken, little did I know that they were actually ministering unto me. I'll never forget one day that as I had done in the Word of God and we were getting ready to feed, that I began to speak to a gentleman and ask him if he knew the Lord and ask him certain things that you know how it is when you learn that you ask certain questions and you lead to this or that. But I'll never forget the humbling experience that God allowed me to receive when he looked at me plainly and he said, Preacher, I don't have to carry a Bible under my arm to prove that I'm a Christian. It lives in my heart. See, a lot of times that God was reaching into my heart and into my life, we want to do it our way. But isn't it amazing that God does it his way all the times and in every way? And in then the years as they have went by, God allowed the Spirit of the Lord to speak to my heart when one had asked me to, to preach on a phone. And then it began to grow bigger and bigger, like this lonesome road and the blessing that I'm sure that it has been for many in their lives for many years. And yet God in 2014 of May allowed the Midnight Crusaders to be birthed into my heart in what I call my man cave as we begin to think about a ministry line and how can we reach others across the world, across the nation, that need to know that there's a way and a better way. And his name is Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And since that place, God has brought us to 2023. And the Lord has blessed us through many years on the Midnight Crusaders. Friend, I believe today it is in the midnight hour. And this is not a time for you and I to look backwards. This is a time that you and I share the testimony of not only where we've been, but I want to say this tonight, of where we're going. And I'm not saying tonight that it is wrong to go back and reminisce, that it is wrong to go back and remember where you came from. That is true. But friends, I thought about this as Brother Gary was speaking to me last week. Where are we going? Where are we headed? Are we in the right direction? And the Lord just put these scriptures in my heart that I'd like to share tonight. And I'd like to share them because in my testimony, I would like to say the greatest thing that I can testify to you tonight is this, that no matter what trial or no matter what tribulation or no matter what failure you may have walked in, and no matter what shortcoming you may have been through in your life, that the beauty is, is that God is not through with you yet. See, God is the master designer. And as I prayed over this, the Lord had put something in my heart. And that is that, as I could explain it this way tonight, there are many in this life that can understand 
that you and I are what I would call tonight as should be. See, we should be the thermostat. Now, what do I mean by that tonight? See, the thermometer can tell us how hot it is, and the thermometer can turn up when the heat goes up or when the cold comes in. But the thermostat is the one that controls it all. See, God is the one that controls our life. And the beauty is is that we can let him be the lead in our direction and the lead in our life. And as I thought about the word, my testimony, of how I said a while ago that they overcame the enemy. Think about it this way tonight. By the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Paul said it this way in the word of God. He said in the book of 2 Timothy in chapter 1 and in verse 7. He simply said that, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And I begin to think about what the enemy tried to have me receive out of all the things I've seen in my life. And yet I begin to think about how many a time that I would settle for less. You know, there's an old saying that I like. Friend, I like apple pie, but don't give it to me out of a trash can. In other words, I don't have to settle for second best tonight because the King of glory has called every one of us that are on this line tonight that are saved into victory. See, we have victory tonight, and the victim stage is over with. I don't have to be a victim when Jesus Christ is at the lead. See, the Bible says that, that no weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. And that the enemy tonight of my soul can have nothing unless we allow it. Think about what I just said to you tonight. Think about this. The Bible says that we are more than overcomers through whom? Through Jesus Christ. Think about what Paul said in the book of Philippians. He said that each and every one of us, that I can do all things, through Christ, which strengthens me. And as I began to think about these things that God said that he had not given us, I thought about as well of what God did give us, ladies and gentlemen. See, first of all, as I've already said, God did not give you a spirit of fear. And I want to speak that into your life tonight, into your testimony. As we know of, that the beauty of it is this is that God has a plan for every person on this line. See, the spirit of fear, Paul said in the book of Romans in chapter 8 and verse 14 and 15, that as many as are led by the Spirit of God. Aren't you glad tonight to know that we're led? See, there's a many right now today, brothers and sisters, that don't know which way they're going. They don't know whether to go left. They don't know whether to go right. They don't know even if it's safe to go ahead. But always, isn't it amazing? It's easy to look behind you. Have you ever noticed that? But you and I tonight, as the Bible said, we are led by the Spirit of God. That what? That they are the sons of God. The sons and the daughters of the living God. Now, I'm not just talking about the gods with the little G that the false prophets are preaching. I'm not talking about Muhammad. I, I'm not talking about Buddha or any other religion. I'm talking about the King of Glory, Emmanuel, 
God with us, Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Paul said that by the Spirit of God we are led, that they are the sons of God. For you have not received, I want you to receive this tonight, the spirit of bondage again to fear. Oh, friend, fear does not have to rule my life. I don't have to fear tomorrow, and I don't have to worry of tomorrow, for I know who holds my hand. I know who's already in the place tonight of authority. It is the living God. And I've said this many times in the pulpit. I'll say it right here tonight, ladies and gentlemen, that God is not in heaven trying to come up with plan B. He is the plan. It does not matter who's in office. It does not matter what countries do. For God raises them up, and God puts them down. And yet you and I tonight can testify that the enemy wants to put in a spirit of bondage. You know what bondage does? Bondage controls your very thoughts and how you act and where you can go. See, when you're in the Lord, you don't have to worry about the bondage that the enemy tries to bring. Let me just say it this way tonight. I'm free in Christ. Oh, yes, I am. I'm free indeed. He set me free, the song says in the red hymnal. And praise be unto God, I'm going to stay free. I'm free to praise him. I'm free to worship him. I'm free to thank God tonight that as the woman tried in that day when she put her hand on me as a young man and said unto me, you're just like your dad. Even my mother in those days, I believe she resented that. Bringing a lot of problems into my life, not blaming anything on her, nor my problems. But I will say this tonight. I don't have to have the bondage that the world tries to put on me because I know the truth. Jesus said in John 14:6 that I am the way, the truth, and the life. And that no man comes to the Father, no one, except by me. Oh, friend, I'm glad there's only one way tonight. And I don't have the bondage again under fear, but what? I have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, have a father. See, I may not have had much in this old world, and in 1975, at the age of eight years old, I may have lost a father. But, oh, friend, the day that I got saved, I gained a whole lot more. And you and I tonight can testify of that, of how that God can move in and even of us that know and understand of how that adoption works, is that we were chosen. See, tonight the Bible says that we are a chosen generation. We are a royal priesthood. As a matter of fact, we are a peculiar people. It doesn't mean tonight that you and I have to stand with our head down. It doesn't mean tonight that you and I are weird. But what it means is, is that we have been called out by the living God. And that tonight we have been adopted to the best thing that has ever happened unto us. And then Paul even said to Timothy, he said that we've received something tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Praise be unto God, the spirit of power. Do you realize that tonight? Do you realize tonight that I'm not looking for signs and wonders, as many are today, that yet we don't have to turn up rocks and find the next best thing? as if we're on a manhunt. Oh, no. The Bible simply says tonight that signs and wonders will follow them that believe. You can call it is for what it is tonight. But I truly believe tonight that God still in his word says 
that we are healed, that by his stripes, that you and I tonight are healed in the name of Jesus. I truly believe tonight, ladies and gentlemen, that when you lay hands on the sick, and it is not for your glory, but when the elders of the church, when laying hands on the sick, let me just speak this, that what? That they shall recover. You know what the Bible says in the book of Acts, in chapter 1, verse 8? But you, speaking of the saved, shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Friend, it's not for sale. I don't give you a gospel tonight of prosperity. I believe this, that the Bible is very clear that there's only one way and only one power, that the power of the Holy Spirit of God himself moving in the life of a believer comes through the Holy Ghost that gives us strength today. And what does that power line up to? It lines up to the will of God. See, God gives us a will tonight, just like Jesus did when Jesus prayed. Remember in the garden when he wept and the blood began to come down and sweat and he began to call out to the Father. He said, Father, if it be thine will, let this bitter cup pass from me. But nevertheless, oh, I like that, friend, nevertheless, not my will, but thine will be done. See, the will of God in your life tonight, in your testimony, is the greatest thing you can leave behind to anyone that comes through the legacy of the life that you live. And what I mean by that is this, is that when the Spirit of God is in it, you can believe that Jesus Christ is lifted up. And I want to just say this tonight, as it is recorded, that God has not changed his mind on the word of God, ladies and gentlemen. That marriage is still between a man and a woman. And that thanks be unto God that I believe in these days that we're living that God is raising up men and women that are still standing on his word. Let me get this out, as a matter of fact. The Holy Spirit will never tell you anything that is contrary to what God has already written, ladies and gentlemen. And those that are speaking those things, God did not send them. See, in the spirit of power, as God is operating, then the Bible says that you shall be witnesses unto whom? Unto me, both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and even the uttermost part of the earth. Friend, my testimony to you tonight is this. I am a living witness telling you tonight what the power of God can do in a man's life. How when the Spirit of God has come upon you and the wisdom of the Holy Spirit is now directing you from heaven's throne, that then God begins to operate in a kingdomly manner down here. I love Adrian Rogers. And Adrian Rogers said this one time, talking about miracles that God has done. Never try to explain a miracle, friend. God himself has moved. That is enough. I thought about many that try to rebuke and say things about the Red Sea or how that the nation of Israel crossed over into the promised land on the river Jordan itself. Or even as Daniel was put in a lion's den and God changed the very nature of the lion himself. Or even as we've seen Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego and the Word of God go into a fiery furnace 
and the fourth man, friend, we know of tonight, Jesus Christ, God himself. He, ladies and gentlemen, he is still there waiting on the next one. And Adrian Rogers said, never try to explain a miracle that God has done. It is an atrocity. And what that means is this, friend, you're listening to a miracle tonight. See, if it would have been like the enemy's way, I would, yes, have been just like my father and lived a life to a way of destruction. But yet I can tell you tonight that God had another plan. As my brother said the other day in his message, surprise, surprise, surprise. There you go, enemy. I've got another one. And let me tell you this, ladies and gentlemen, not only did God give you a spirit of power to go out, but the Bible says that you are witnesses unto whom? Unto Jesus Christ. See, there are many that are today that are witnessing of themselves. I didn't come tonight or today to tell you how great that I am. I didn't come today to tell you that I need my name up in lights. I came to tell you tonight about a man named Jesus Christ and that it should make you thirsty and want more for him. I came to tell you like the blind man did. Remember him when he was calling out to Jesus, and Jesus gave him his sight, and he turned back when the other nine kept on going. I, I came to tell you tonight that he's worthy to be praised, and to God be the glory, like I've already said. I've got my foot on the gas, friend. I tore the rearview mirror off, and I'm headed to heaven. And glory be unto God, whoever comes with me, and whoever God puts in my path, I can tell them all about Jesus. And I love what Jesus said to the disciples. He said, when that power comes on you, he said, even to the uttermost part of the earth. Do you realize that the gospel is going out all over the world? And they say that there are many in other countries today that they're seeing the dead raised, and they're seeing mighty works that God is doing, and all of those things, and to God be all of the glory. But yet, friend, let me tell you this tonight. I don't have to see the dead come out of a tomb to know that God can still raise one up. I, I don't have to see a blind man receive a sight to realize that God can still give light and still give sight. I don't have to see a man get up out of a wheelchair and his bones become straight, or even as a man that was led down to the rooftop and the four friends holding on to him walk out carrying his bed to be a testimony tonight, to realize that Jesus Christ is still raising up those that have their feet in the miry clay and setting their feet on a rock to stay. Y'all know what I'm talking about tonight. But, friend, I will tell you this. To the uttermost parts of the earth, the gospel of Jesus Christ, it is going out. And I begin to think about as my brother gave me this opportunity. What is the greatest testimony that I could put on the radio or on a CD or just to any of you tonight that are listening to me? It has to be this. Call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. For the Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him, I like this, shall not perish, but what? But have everlasting life. Friend, you talking about a testimony, the grave can't hold me, and glory be unto God. When I leave this old earth, you want a testimony, let me tell you this, I'm going to be one tonight, 
that's going to see the King of Glory. I've, su- I've studied the book of Revelation uh, many years, and I thank God that we're going to walk on streets that are gold. Let me get this out tonight. They're not paved in gold, friend. They are gold. And I thank God tonight that we're going to see walls of jasper. We're going to see beautiful mansions. We're going to see loved ones that have gone on to be with the Lord for all of these years, however long it may be. We're going to see even gates that the Bible said are made of a solid pearl and colors we can't even imagine tonight. But, old friend, let me tell you this, talking about the power of God, I can't wait till I see those nail-scarred hands. I can't wait till I see the King of glory sitting on his throne, high and lifted up. I can't wait till the angels have to step back and let God's song be sung, amen, in the name of Jesus Christ. I can't wait where the Bible says that there'll be no need for the moon, there'll be no need for the sun, for the S-U-N, because the sun of glory will light up heaven. You're talking about a testimony today, friend. That's a testimony that will not quit. And the Bible says that we are a testament unto him. And then God even give us what the word of God says says the spirit of love see in the bible the bible says in first john in chapter 4 in verses 18 and 19 that there is no fear in love but perfect love look at that tonight casteth out fear because fear you know what it does friend it has torment and that he that feareth is not made perfect in love i like this you know what the bible says that we love him because he first loved us. Oh, glory be unto God, when I was hooked on drugs, when I was hooked on the world, when I was hooked on the past, whenever I thought I was going to be just like my father, even having children of my own, when I always stayed angry, when I didn't know which way to go, when I didn't know which way to look up, oh, glory to God, little did I know that there was somebody that loved me. When I thought, amen, that nobody cared, when I thought about giving up, when I thought that I couldn't take the next step, when I didn't think, amen, that I would be able to even do one more day, that's when God stepped in. Isn't that beautiful tonight? Isn't it beautiful tonight to know that in the name of Jesus Christ that he loved me? Let me tell you, friend, if you don't think God loves you, I came to tell you this, you look to the cross, and glory be unto God. If you don't think that God is able, you look to an empty tomb. I can tell you right now, they can find the bones of Buddha. They can find the bones of Muhammad. But they've been looking for the bones of Jesus for many years. But let me tell you, brothers and sisters, for 2,000 years, the same God who walked in that room and looked at Thomas in that way, looked and said unto him, put your hands in my side. That We know tonight. He said, peace, be still, and glory be unto God. See, that is what God has given us, a spirit of love towards him. Isn't that perfect tonight? Meaning this, that as I've already said in the testimony, that God took out a heart of stone, and he gave me a heart of flesh. See, I don't have to be so directive all the time of my failures and my faults, for I know this one thing, that what God has started, ladies and gentlemen, he will finish, and to God be under glory tonight. 
I thought about where the Bible says tonight that we are to lay aside every sin. We are to lay aside all these weights and the things that life is just coming down on people over and over again. But, friend, let me tell you this tonight. I'm looking, as Paul said, looking to the author and the finisher of my faith. See, friend, what God started way back then, one day he's going to finish in my old life, and to God be all of the glory. It is that spirit of love. I can now love things that I used to hate. I can now hate things that I used to love. And what does that mean tonight? That God has given me a new mind. God has given me a new heart. That God has given me these things, not by the natural man. For see, the Bible says tonight in the Word of God that God also give you and I what? A sound mind. See, I didn't get saved because of my works. I didn't get saved because I'm preaching tonight. Let me get this on the table, friend. You and I cannot earn our salvation. And I've also said this before, that going to church don't save you. But let me tell you, friend, when you get saved, you want two changes. Do you realize that tonight? See, I want to be in the house of God. I want to be around God's people. I want to hear God's word. And I thank God for that tonight. Not by the natural man. Religion uses the natural. Do you realize that today, friend? That there are many that are in religion, and Jesus will say unto them on that day, Depart from me, for I never knew you, ye workers of iniquity. And what do I mean by that tonight? Paul said it this way, having a sound mind in the Word of God. He said in the Bible in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are what? They are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them. Did you hear that tonight? Because they are spiritually discerned. But, oh, friend, listen to this. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. Oh, glory to God. Let me tell you, friend, I'm glad tonight to know this, that God's the judge and I am not. I'm glad tonight to know this, that the enemies of my soul will not be the one that decide whether or not I get in. Do you realize that tonight? And how do we judge things? As I spoke, amen, already a while ago about the Word of God and the Holy Spirit that will not change the mindset of a true man of God of what God has already written. See, we're like that old man that looks in the mirror and thinks that he's still young, but yet when he gets up in the morning, we realize the aches and the pains of life itself. But glory be unto God. Ain't you glad tonight to know that God judged sin at the cross, and we win because of Jesus. See, the Bible is very clear that the spiritual man can know these things tonight. But the Bible said this, For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But what? But we have the mind of Christ. Hallelujah tonight. You know what that means, friend? That means that you and I have been set free. That means that my testimony to you tonight, as I thought about this, and I told my brother Gary, whenever I was talking to him last week, I said, brother, I'm going to try not to just break out preaching, but you know what? I'm not going to apologize for it. I just can't help it. Do you understand what I'm telling you tonight? 
when you start talking about Jesus Christ, you got my attention. If you want to see a ministry grow, if you want to see worship grow, if you want to see a church grow, you start lifting up God. Somebody needs to get a hold of God. Y'all know what I'm talking about today? All the formalism and the things that we see going on, let me tell you right now. We don't need all the disco lights and everything else that's going on around us. Give me Jesus, and you've given me enough. And I can testify to you tonight that God did not give me a spirit of fear. God did not do those things in my life. The enemy tried to put them upon me. But like I told my wife many a times when things come and ask, that I don't receive it in the name of Jesus. But you know what God give you today, friend? I came to tell you in closing tonight that God did not give you that spirit of fear, but he gave you, if you'd raise your hand right now and receive it, hallelujah, he gave you a spirit of power. Bless the Lord. He gave you that spirit of love. And bless the Lord, my soul tonight, he gave you a sound mind that the enemy can't understand. He don't understand it, how you can give God praise when you lose a loved one. You know what I'm talking about? He don't understand it when you can give God praise when you're looking at a doctor and he says you've got some kind of disease or some debilitating thing taking place in your life, but he don't understand it when you don't have two nickels to rub together, but you can sing and you can give God praise, victory in Jesus. He can't wrap his mind around the thought that this friend is a word that I want to give you tonight, that we are pilgrims passing through here, that we're just going on to the other side. We're like Abraham. We're looking for a city, brother, sister tonight, whose builder is a mighty God himself. And like my brother preached last Thursday, what a beautiful message. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Glory, hallelujah. Let me tell you another surprise tonight that I thought about. Whenever that prodigal son came home and the father ran to him and he put that robe on him and he put that ring on him. And as my brother said, that the enemy, even his brother, did not receive him at the moment. The biggest surprise, praise be unto God tonight, is that the Father was still looking for him. He never give up on him. And I believe this tonight, my friends. If God hadn't have been looking for me, if God hadn't have been searching for me, if God hadn't have been making a way for me, I wouldn't even be here to testify tonight. I'd been dead a long time ago. Somebody knows what I'm talking about today, friend. And I want to lead you in a prayer to let you know and to tell you straightforward that I don't care what the enemy says about you tonight. I don't care what you feel about tonight, amen, in your own emotions, but I came to give you the word of God. For the Bible said if you believe in your heart, if you confess with your mouth that God has raised his son Jesus Christ from the dead, thou shalt be saved, friend. And what I mean by that is you're going to not only be saved from the sins of the world and the things that are going on around you, but you're going to be saved from yourself. Hallelujah. Your pride's going to go out the window. Somebody knows what I'm talking about. You're going to be able to humble yourself and say, Hey, if it had not been for the Lord, where would I be at tonight? If it had not been for God, where would I be at in my life today? And I came to tell you, all you got to do is call on His name. And when the Spirit of God moves in, my brother and my sister, or if you're on this line tonight and you don't know Him, 
it'll be the best decision you've ever made. So in closing, Pastor Gary, Chaplain Gary, I got to say this. The greatest thing you can do in your testimony is when you write my testimony on a piece of paper. Make sure the name of Jesus Christ is over the top of it. Father, I pray tonight in the name of Jesus that this has touched somebody's life. And I pray tonight, dear God, that you'll move on this ministry line, that you'll bless the brothers and sisters that call this line as well. Lord, it's not about us and them. We're in this together. And it's all about you. So out of everything I've said tonight, I pray that that's what my testimony screams to every person on here. Lord, it's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. I hear the sound of a rushing mighty wind. And it's closer now Than we've been told it's ever been I can almost hear the trumpet As Gabriel sounds the call As he sounds and at the midnight cry, we'll be going home when Jesus steps out on a cloud to call God's children. All the dead in Christ will rise. comes again As I look around me I see prophecy fulfilling The signs of the times They're appearing everywhere But I can almost hear the Father Can almost hear it now As he says, son Go back and get my children Oh, and at that midnight the bride of Christ, we're all gonna rise when Jesus steps out. 
simply changed Oh, thank God we will At the midnight cry When Jesus comes again And then those that will stand Again at the midnight cry when King Jesus comes again. See, I don't want to make it all about me tonight, but I just came to tell you pray for the midnight crusaders. Hallelujah. God has put some men into my life, Brother Tumbleweed, Brother Jason, Brother George, Brother Kirk, who sings, different ones, even on the Midnight Crusaders, even this ministry. And I thank God for it tonight. You know what? As I get this out before I pray, in heaven... You're not going to have Baptists on one side eating cat head biscuits. You're not going to have Pentecostal holiness on one side, separated. Nor are you going to have uh, different denominations in different groups. Everyone there, ladies and gentlemen, will be praising God. And I will promise you this one thing. I've heard many ask me, some has asked me before, well, well, preacher, what will you do? A Jehovah's Witness asked me this one time. What will you do when you get to heaven? And I got on my knees in my front yard, and I said unto her, I'm going to praise God. And any jewel that I have, I will cast at his feet. And friend, you can take this to the bank. You will also. You're not going to have to ask me how I got there. Oh, we may talk about the journey, but the King of Glory will be the one lifted up. Last night I dreamed I went to heaven And there I was shown sins were many Then written by my name I saw an awesome sight Paid in full Paid in full Paid in full All of this one sins have been covered by
Well, friends, we don't like to close any program without giving you the chance to ask Jesus Christ into your heart and to be your Lord and your Savior. So if you would like to do that, pray with me right now. Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sins. Lord, I just want to be a Christian. I want to give my heart to you. Take out my old heart and give me a new heart, Lord, and I will follow you from this day forward in Jesus' name. Roads of life lost without hope. Eighteen wheels of lonesome at the end of the road. In my hand was a track the preacher had read, his words still echoing in the back of my head. I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past. Hey drivers, we appreciate you letting us ride along with you in the cab. And you can contact us at 618-383-2107 or you can log on to our website at lonesomeroad.org and check us out on the web. You can listen to all of our radio programs on our website on our broadcast from the past page. So check it out. And if you ask Jesus Christ into your heart, then give us a call and let us know. been lost I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree